Well, we the secret weapon for episode seventy-two of the What Will We Wine podcast. Retro Rewind podcast initialized. Mission identified. An American tale, nineteen eighty-six. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. All systems nominal. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago, so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can revisiting. Revisiting <laughs> today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 72. There you can leave us a comment on the episode. You can find a link to subscribe and review us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can also find a link to support us on Patreon. Speaking of which, our reflux capacitor was, uh, just got a lot of American cheese deliveries, uh, thanks to our generous patrons, Brian Keating, Andrew Legreve, Two Dudes and Ness, Two Dudes and Ness, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, and our secret pa- patron as well. Thank you guys so much for your awesome support. Um, I'll take credit for the <clears throat> secret patron. That, that was, that's totally me too. Nice. Sorry. <laughs> Double up on it. Excellent. If they're not taking credit for it, somebody's gotta. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> we haven't introduced you yet, Chris. Calm down. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's it's international talk like a pirate day, so the pirates are taking over. Oh, oh, I'm no. excited. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Uh, my name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and I dread dying drowning. And I predicted that an American tale would be a nostalgic movie. Yeah, so, so don't kick me off the ship, me hearties. Yo-ho. Um, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Paul the Pirate Powers. Hi, Paul. Arr. <laughs> wow, that's it. Okay. Paul, uh... Yeah. So, sorry, listeners. These trivial questions are a bit lame this time around, but... I... Paul, Wait. uh... Way to sell them. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep listening, news listeners. The show gets way better from here. Um, so, Paul, Fievel was the name of Steven Spielberg's grandfather. Paul? Well, that's not lame. That's cool. Paul, that's actually, yeah, that is cool. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Who said that? Uh, weird. Um, I see what he did. He, he undersold it so we'd be that much more impressed with the information. Exactly. I think that far ahead. Paul, what was who He's were you named after? Interests. I was named after the Apostle Paul, who was both Greek and a Jew. I don't know. <laughs> you mean Roman and a Jew? Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, because he was a Greek to Greek and Roman to Roman, whatever he needed to be. I yes, that's true. Okay, cool. All right. <clears throat> and then why did he write in Greek if he didn't? Because that was wasn't that. I don't oh, know. Oh, righty then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are joined uh, once again, returning guest host. Uh, he runs Breakroom Studios a podcast. Is, you can also listen listen to him on the radio with his Pop Mockers podcast. I'd like to welcome back to the show, Chris Cowan. Hey, Chris. Hey, I'm excited to be here again. Awesome. We're excited to have you back again. I don't I don't often get invited back, so uh, it's it's. Yeah. You're, you're back on uh, good behavior. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're you're off probation for now. Yeah. 
Chris, my trivial question for you is, in the third verse of No Cats in America, an Irish mouse sings that a cat killed his true love and left nothing but her tail behind. Ironically, this Irish mouse has no tail of his own. Chris, my question for you is, if your wife died, what item of hers would you keep? <laughs> I was, you were well, it depends. Me. If all I have left is like her foot or something, then <laughs> yeah, what part of her body left over? <laughs> hey, it almost makes me wonder though. I'd never noticed that about the Irish mouse, but it almost makes me wonder. Like, did he just like chop off his tail and then like make up that story about like <laughs> this tail is my wife's? Just so you know, he's like, if I so got a good sympathy. Yeah, trying to trying to get sympathy. Yeah, you know, huh. you can never you know you can never trust trust an Irishman. I know I am one. So. Okay. Um <laughs> but can you trust an Irish mouse? No, definitely not. Or a ginger. You just can't trust it. Just wow, <laughs> spiraling down. I forgot that you're trying to take down our podcast, and more listeners go to yours. Why did we invite him back? For I don't. Know, I have no idea. I. <laughs> uh, so, what item from my wife would I keep? Yeah, if she passed. Yes. Um, the uh, definitely the insurance policy. Okay. Um, <laughs> and have you the wing? Um, I would. Uh, it's more of something that, like, uh, I would keep photos of her. Does that count? I also have, like, like a lot of the stuff I would keep is stuff that's kind of both of ours because it has to do with our, you know. I'd keep the TV. Yeah, the I'd, TV. I'd keep her TV. I, um, you know, she just got an, a nice little uh, writing desk, so I'd probably keep that, too. Oh, is um, a raven like it? I'll keep her kids, you know, because they're I I kind of all right. Let's move on. Let's let's move on. Okay, kids are just material. Yeah, <laughs> Paul, will you please enter the course for trading in for Alice so we can get out of this train wreck and back in time? Dun 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 dun. All right, Alice. Let's have a roundtable discussion on I forget which movie, and then we'll have. A new tube segment to see what we've been up to lately, and then for some announcements. And before we get there, um, just want to let you know, my son wants to be on the podcast so badly that he's going to be doing that throughout. And I apologize if that really is a bother to you. It's not no, every episode. It doesn't bother me because <clears throat> I rated this movie. I predicted this movie would be classic. How oh, about you, Chris? Right. What did you predict? I pred- I predicted this movie would be uh, a classic as well. All right. Francisco, you're outnumbered. Well, Mute me already. Let's see how you guys are wrong if Alice would find the target. All right. Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers. Incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. Universal Pictures brings you the first animated feature film presented by Steven Spielberg. The story of one family's journey to America and Fievel, their son, who got lost along the way. Fievel! An American Tale, a Don Blue film, rated G. Papa! Starts Friday, November 21st at select theaters. 
Uh, we ain't your papa, but we are a mind meld of th- these synoptic memories. <laughs> Sorry. That wasn't a joke, Paul. Anyway. The way you said it, though. Scary Russian cats cause the Moskowitzes are a family of mice immigrating on a ship from Russia to the United States. Once they reach the States, however, young Fievel gets separated from his family in the pipes of New York by cat-like beasts. Not cats, because there are no cats in America. <laughs> there are ch- child labor uh, camps while Fievel's sister sings somewhere out there and gets an Academy Award. Fievel becomes best friends with an orange cat, a giant mouse that looks nothing like a mouse, somehow fools all the cats. And Fievel reunites with his family after the wowie. Yeah. Um, yeah. A few key words missing. There are scary Russian cats who cause... No, cause... Scary Russian cats cause the Mouskowitz who are a family of mice. Oh, 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 so that was false, weird memory missings, your Alzheimer's acting up. Got it. Okay, thanks, Paul. No problem. <laughs> oh, my. So, yeah, we didn't quite get all that. I know. We didn't from... even get it melded together correctly. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd think we would, because America's a melting pot, but yeah, yeah. suffice it's it to say. It's not a melding pot, apparently. No, but I do like fondue. As in fondue pots. Wait, is it a melding pot or a melting pot? Melting, I thought. Oh, that's what I thought, too. But melding sounds kind of, like, cohesive. You know what? These are technical, like, technical questions about words, but let's talk about the technical details of this movie. Paul. All right. This movie is called An American Tale. Fievel immigrates to South America. No. This is an American tale. It's rated PG, runs only 80 minutes. Only. And uh, (laughs) it was released in the U.S. of A. in theaters on November 21st, 1986. It was directed by Don Bluth, and it starred a few people, most of who you don't recognize, but some you recognize, like uh, the dear departed Dom DeLuise. uh, Dom DeLuise. And uh, Christopher Clummer played Henry, and uh, there's a few others in there, but Madeline Kahn, yes, who played Gussie? There's where men are most vulnerable. <laughs> yes, if <laughs> if you caught the clue there. Anyway, uh, American Tale. The budget was about nine million and went on to gross over a hundred fifty million. Oh my. <laughs> And made over $22 million in rentals alone. Well, good job, Anya, American Tale. Um, and now let's, maybe there's a reason it got so much uh, monetary love. So let's talk about the things we loved about an American Tale. The sequels. All the sequels. Every single one of them. Whatever, all the sequels? Whatever. I appreciate that. All the sequels. Every single one. All Have you the seen sequel- them all? I don't uh, even know what they're all. I've never <laughs> seen them all. I only went, saw Five Goes West because the other ones look terrible. Same here. But yes, let's talk yeah. about the original and what we liked about it. And let's begin with our guest host, Chris. Uh, one of the things that I really liked about it is 
the uh, the historical value. Uh, it's nice. you know you think you're you're just watching some dumb kids cartoon thing, but there's actually a lot of uh, history throughout of you know the cats kind of represent the problems that immigrants were running away from uh in their home countries ex- expecting none of that to happen in america and then of course you get to america and you see oh there's problems in america too that have to be faced and then just the whole immigration thing where they're like going through uh you know going through immigration and they you know people change their name to sound more american and and just a lot of lot of stuff that I thought was uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, like that pigeons. The pigeons totally made the Statue of Liberty. That's amazing. I can't yeah. believe how accurate they were with that. French, yeah, just... pi- French, French pigeons. Yes. Yeah. Well, the Statue of Liberty did come from France, so yeah. they got that right. And I liked how they welded it together with their feet. <laughs> <laughs> but a little cool. known no. fact. Yeah. Yeah. There, there were a lot of nice historical touches to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul, I agree. That's a good point. You agree? What's yeah. some, what's something else you liked about American Tale? Oh, right off, I enjoyed the score by James Horner. Yes. In this. Especially in the in the beginning credits, and some of it, it c- kind of got lost in the middle of the movie. It yeah, didn't really stand out as much. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, I think you did a good job. Now is I apologize, but was James Horner the one who passed away recently in the plane crash, or is that James Newton Howard? I always get them confused. You know, I asked the same question oh, about really? her when watching this. <laughs> so which is it? Our listeners need to know in case they don't. Yeah, I thought I thought it was James Horner that that died recently, but yeah, I yeah he did in, on June twenty second of two thousand fifteen. Okay. Yeah, he so. passed away. Moment of silence. All right, let's For go on the to- music guy. That's <laughs> ironic. <laughs> I guess he won't be doing the music for the Avatar sequels. Oh, yeah, yeah. I suppose not. Or Braveheart 2. William the Moss search for more money. <laughs> yes. Search for more money. Uh, okay, something I liked about American Tale and American Tale was I thought Five was a really cute kid, and I really enjoyed his sort of overall impetuousness. Um I know that may be surprising to some of you to hear. Krista kept saying, "So you're gonna you're gonna hate him too. You're gonna hate yeah. him too." Yeah. But but the little know, haters gonna hate hate hate. He he didn't really bother me. I, I'm not quite sure what it was about. Maybe he didn't have any. He wasn't like rebellious against authority. No, he'll just throw a hat over. The, yeah. <laughs> well, that was the like the one time he'll but, just ignore oh, his dad when his dad's yeah. screaming at him to come back down to safety. Uh, yeah. Or. Whenever he calls for him, <laughs> but it wasn't. Con- it wasn't constant, guys. <laughs> it was at the beginning chasing cats with pots and pans. Okay, that's real. Uh, the only reason it wasn't there. constant was because because he didn't have anybody to rebel against. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, After he lost his parents. I can't. I can only speak for what the mo- movie showed. I I do not know Fievel's true heart. So based on what the movie showed, I liked the character, and I thought he was really well voice acted. Also. Yeah, I agree. I like young Fievel's innocence, the mm-hmm. the way they captured it. Like mm-hmm. when they're going aboard, they're boarding the boat, and he's like, oh, "Is this this? And is this that?" Yeah, and, yeah. He got, and, and he gets so excited about the herring that are fish. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> fish. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's go back to Chris. What's something else you liked? Uh, I liked that you know there was a couple spots where the humor, um. 
was something that like only a, only a, a growing up would get. Like there was a yeah. couple jokes. Like I love when uh, what's his name the the politician guy. Um, oh, honest, yeah. Jo- honest, yeah, John? honest John. Yeah, he's like they're grieving over uh, some guys who got killed by cats, and mm. he says, "Poor lad, too young to vote." <laughs> I'll and then he writes his name in his little notebook. I'll see that he gets to vote from now on. <laughs> I totally didn't catch that. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> I love it was showing how on, not honest he yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the ghost votes. I love there, Yeah, there are a few things like that where I'm like, I never got that when I was a kid. And yeah. now I'm watching it. That's hilarious. Totally. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Um, can you think of something else like that, Paul, that you got not as a kid, but nowadays? Um, I will go back and say I I like the voice acting in this all around and the variety mm. of voices. There was such a rich yep. texture between the different accents and the different tones and, mm-hmm. and the characters in general. I thought it was a really great variety. Not always the singing, but uh, but definitely the the voice acting was great. Yeah, well, I mean, I think they are off key on purpose since it was kids singing. Let's just say Don DeLuise was not a uh, a, a dude. A... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what you're talking about. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. Um, but speaking of Don DeLuise, I thought Tiger was a really fun sidekick. I thought yes. he was yeah, great so to much have. He returned in the sequel all the way oh, out west, and I think that's that. Yeah. That was. I uh, yeah. I'm going to try really hard not to make this, uh, I love American Tale, Five Goes West. So I'll just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll just be like, yeah, I do like that he's in the sequel. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, I didn't remember him. I didn't realize watching it this time. I didn't realize he's hardly even in the movie until yeah. the very end. He was not introduced until like the last 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. If yeah. That, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. He seems like, as I remember that he was a lot, he played a much bigger role in this movie. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's one of those oddities of our memories. Yeah. Cause when I think of the movie, I think of Fievel and Tiger, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but Tiger is like a 20 minute thing. It's really yeah. interesting. And most of it is that song of them singing together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and would you say that's because, um, you like Tiger so much that he sort of like his imprint on your memory was magnified. Yeah, he's such yeah. a memorable character, and yeah. you you can't. I mean, you gotta love him because he's just this like you know he's the exception to the to the rule. You know, all the mice are are racist against the cats. They think they're all scum, and then you yeah. find out no, there's some. You know, there's there's tiger. There he is. He's he's representing. You know, not all cats are bad. Exactly. Not all cats are bad. It's true. Uh just most. What else isn't bad about this movie, Chris? Um, so one of the things that, that I noticed a lot, um, they did a lot of rotoscoping in this movie. Yeah, they did. Uh, this was kind of probably before they, you know, in the nineties, you know, using computers for any complicated objects and that kind of (laughs) thing. Paul's Googling rotoscope. <laughs> I know it, what rotoscoping means... is, but I'm surprised. I'm I actually am Googling 3D animation in if they used, you know, rudimentary 3D animation. You know, no, it looked a lot like they rotoscoped it because of the way it was drawn. That sort of grainy looked, aspect. Yeah, it to had it? a yeah. very grainy aspect that looked like it had been ripped from 
uh, you know, actual film as yeah. opposed to uh, computer animation has a has a very different look. Um, yeah. And it wasn't any of the characters, Paul. It was just mainly background animations. Yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. It was just like uh, the the mouse mouse of Minsk and like Statue of Liberty, Statue of Liberty, and a lot of stuff like that was yeah. pretty pretty clearly rotoscope. And I kind of liked that because it was kind of like before they could really do, um, you know, complex computer stuff, or at least before they that had become commonplace. Um, you know, you can definitely tell it has a distinct look. Um, but it, it kind of it. I don't. I kind of liked it. I don't know why. I just did. You're you're uh, welcome to have your own opinion about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul, did did you like it, or you? I guess you didn't really notice it. Oh, I definitely noticed it. Oh, I okay. And I was wondering if they, while watching it, I was wondering if it was rotoscoped or if it was 3D animation. Because if I can't find anything that says it was 3D animation, so I think that was very good rotoscoping to catch some of those turns and you know what what film footage did they use for like the giant mouse thing, you know. It's yeah, probably point, something yeah. they built, and then yeah. All right, but, all right. You guys can have those opinions. That's fine. Um, something <laughs> I liked. Mutiny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is going to sound kind of weird, but say uh, it in a weird voice. Then but, it'll really sound weird. Wow. Um, so I thought it was this movie does a great job of making viral situation feel hopeless. And it's just heartbreaking every time Five yeah. loses a bit of hope. And it just, I mean, I guess I like that because it, it really strikes a deep emotional chord. And I like that a movie can do that. Um, I you don't like the hopelessness. I, yeah, I love hopelessness. No, I just love that it, it brought about that emotion and it really connected with me on that level. Um, I don't like that it was that, but I did like. Oh, it the made you able to feel. Do that. Yes, it touched it you in the feels. Yes, not as much as some other movies have, but it certainly did that. Yeah, did that. A- actually, that's my uh, classic maker. Like, yeah, I was uh, the only thing that oh. came came to my head was Tragic Maker because oh. all the hopelessness. <laughs> um, but it, it, because this movie has a lot of heart in it, and it's like the searching and the reuniting and the almost reuniting and the not so much but then the like falling in love between the you know the two teenage mice and it just has a lot of emotion and a lot of heart behind it mm. yeah um let's see how many more likes do you have chris uh just one uh, is that being your classic maker yeah, or you have yeah okay uh let's see i yeah, let's just okay. Let's just go into classic makers then. Uh, so Paul just rapid fire. <laughs> Paul. Paul Powers taking over. One of the things that's great about this movie is the animation, top notch, fluid animation that's missing in a lot of movies today. Agreed. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. It got that the rotoscoping, and, and even that is better than what's going on today. So <clears> anyway, <throat> but it, it it also captured Don Bluth does a great job of intense action sequences. That's really yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well. So and then yeah. on top of that, you have these detailed backgrounds that are oh, so yes, they're done. Very rich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They really draw you in. So all that is top notch. It's a great example of this. 
Um, and the, my other like that I have are the songs are so memorable and catchy. I think they're great and awesome, no matter if it's off key or whatever. <laughs> fun. I agree with you on the songs for the most part. For the most part. Chris, how, do you have any comment on anything Paul just spewed? Um, nothing I won't, I won't be talking about soon. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, then go ahead and give us your classic maker, Chris. Uh, my classic maker is that without this movie, we wouldn't have Five Old Goes West, <laughs> <laughs> which is the greatest cartoon sequel ever. Um, Jeez, do you like it? I mean, do you like the sequel better than the first one? I do. It has Jimmy Stewart and John yep. Cleese. How can you not? Yes. Um, I, yes. That, agreed. no, that, that yeah. said though, this movie is awesome for all the reasons, uh, Paul mentioned. And that's what sticks out about this movie is it's hard for me to point to like one thing where I'm like, this is what makes it a classic. Mm. It's a whole combination of things. It has a, a great story. I love that it has depth when it comes to, you know, the the history that it's ta- that it's covering that's just not covered y- y- there's no other kids cartoon that talks about immigration but yeah. the, you know you wouldn't expect an interesting kids movie about immigration but this one is and it's really awesome and and like the you know the fact that it, it's actually really deep if you look at the the parallels to you know the metaphors for what they were dealing with at that time and just, it's a fun story. It has great, great songs and a great soundtrack, great voice acting. And yeah, I mean, it, it's All really fine. It's the stew yeah. that make the, yes. the uh, of everything. It's the, it's the melding, <laughs> the melting, yeah. melting pot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is appropriate because that's what this is about is the melting pot that America was, especially in this time. Yeah. Not so much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get political, okay? Sorry, it's a political piece. <laughs> this has been political chat. Um, all right, uh, let's see. Cool, awesome. Uh, now, so my classic maker. So, Chris, yours was like very macro level classic maker, yes. which is awesome. Mine is actually very micro on a very micro level. I just like the, that one pixel in that corner. There. <laughs> <laughs> The the moment when Fievel and his dad see he see each other again at the end, reunited. Yeah, that was just like I just smiled so big, and I was just so happy that that they finally got together. And I can I sort of extrapolate what it'd be like if I was apart from my uh, children for that yeah. long, and it's just it really it really hit home. So yeah. that that really. Uh, I, I love that the most. Yeah, I felt more this time yeah. around as an adult than mm-hmm. I did as a kid. Like, I knew the line where he's like, well, it can't be the same Fievel. And I knew the line where the mom turns around with the hat and says, no, Papa, look. And But when she said that and delivered that, I was like, oh, I was tearing up oh, and everything. Yeah, wow. like, yeah, no, I think being a dad really makes me appreciate all that, you know, the actual... When you're a kid, you don't think about, oh, you know, yeah, you know, it'll all work out in the end and, mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. And like, you don't actually think about what would it be like to be in that situation. You're totally. just going along for the ride. But as an adult, like someone with kids and you think about what it would be like to lose your kid oh, and then, man. and then that reunion again, it's, it, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I felt, um, yeah, I definitely felt it. Uh, uh, more than I did when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Same here. 
And then they had like the the blurry vignette oh, and, the, the, and yeah. the sparkly water and yeah. the <laughs> the soft focus. <laughs> yeah, soft focus and, and the warm so all of a sudden. It's so yeah. beautiful. Um <laughs> No else is beautiful. Getting feedback from our awesome community. So we go to we typically put the word out on our Facebook group page. Hey guys, uh, what do you remember about the movies we cover? And you can join us there at retroruonpodcast.com slash group. Now kick you over to our Facebook group page where you can join Hi. us. <clears throat> so this time for American Tale, here's the episode feedback we got. Christy Ruiz, my lovely wife, who can you can hear on the last episode for Home Alone, uh, said, loved this movie as a kid, loved watching it again. Then Ryan Jackson uh, said, was able to share this movie with my daughters a few months back. A fun movie night. Yeah. Then uh, Becky Williams said, five all. Always cry when he is reunited with his family. It was one of the first movies I owned on VHS. Which begs the question, what's a VHS? I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to know what that is yet. Video head scotch tape. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. Michael Withers uh, said something about the streets being made of cheese. And then uh, Valerie Geary uh, said, uh, there are no cats in America and the streets are filled with cheese. Mm-hmm. Then Eric Purcell said, somewhere out there. Yeah, I thought the characters singing was bad. <laughs> oh, I I think it's endearing. Valerie Powers <laughs> said, "There are no cats in America." So uh, everyone's singing along. And then Dana Dana Bird said, "A duo, it's true." And she also commented, uh, "You know, a wowie, a wad gawoween of mice from a." For a reason. <laughs> uh, then Isaac David Chandler said, not as good as an American tale with tale spelled T-A-L-E. And Isaac, if you listen, if you're listening to this, please send me a link to a place to listen to that band. Cause I'd be curious to hear what they sound like. Um, then Avari Geary came back and said, will we the secret weapon? What did she say? I said, we wheeze the secret weapon. And of course, the song, somewhere out there. Uh, Brian Keating, there are no cats in America and the streets are made of cheese. I remember seeing this at, at my hometown theater with my parents as a kid and then asking, and them asking me, uh, how I liked it, how I liked the movie on the walk back to the car later. It's a good memory. I also remember how popular the rendition of Somewhere Out There by Linda Ronstadt was, too. Finally, uh, Wesley Maltrie said just how incredibly sad it was. <clears throat> and now let's transition to the things that made us sad in rewatching an American tale. I'll start us out. Why are there a bunch of cats out with bandits? I mean, everyone knows you keep dogs if you're going to be hunting, not no, cats. They're 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 <clears throat> taking advantage of the humans' actions and uh, 
you know, trying to capture the spoils for themselves, kind of like the the gang that follows. Huh? They're not with yeah, the, but that's the usually humans. Wolves they follow or like some sort of like wild animal like that. Not so much okay, like this cats. isn't all dogs go to heaven. <laughs> this is about cats and mice. I'm just saying that. Yeah, and and why uh, could the mice talk? Mice can't <laughs> talk. Yeah. And for that matter, why were the cats wearing those Russian hats and clothes at all? <laughs> cats don't need clothes. Come on. Okay, no, that's all ridiculous. I realize these are anthropomorphized. Why was everything An- anthro- hand-drawn instead anthro- of real life? Anthropomorphic. Yeah. Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. Whatever. Anthropomorphic, you know. Yes. Anthropomorphic. There yes, you. they were that. Um, but I just, that was, that struck me as odd right off the bat, though I think at that point I was still not sort of settled into the movie. So after that, it was fine. Um, did anything like that sort of strike you guys as like unrealistic, I guess? Uh, yeah. How can uh, four birds fly a cat? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I know my, you're trying. Uh, oh, go ahead, Chris. There was a couple moments like that, but I'm reserving that for my tragic maker. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Um, Well, what won't you reserve for a tragic maker, Chris? You're going to hate me for this, but uh, Fievel's kind of dopey face. I hate you. Fievel's kind of dopey face and mannerisms kind of got on my nerves a little bit. Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) No, that's fine. Yeah. He like always had his tongue sticking out. I'm like, okay, I get you're a little kid, but why is your tongue always sticking out? Like, are you Roger Rabbit? I don't know. <laughs> childlike. Plus, he was rebellious. Okay. Yes. If he I was that, threw the hat out. He was he deserved to be drowned. Yeah. Seriously, he but was no if Elliot. I was that mouse's father. He was no he Kevin McAllister. He was no. Let's see why the kids don't I like. Oh my um. gosh! Any rebellious, <laughs> um, except if you're named Fievel and you're a Russian mouse. I thought the if kids I was in... that mouse's father. <laughs> First of all, I would get a DNA test, and second of all, I would, <laughs> I'd be like, I you know what? You'd get a diabetes test. <laughs> wow! Oh my word! On the next Jerry Springer, uh, I, I would. Uh, <laughs> you are the father. Isn't that more How? Montel or or Mori Povich? Mori yeah. Yeah. But uh, I would, I don't know. I'd be kind of like, you know what, kid? You kind of, you kind of did that. You weren't listening to me the whole time. So. But the girl uh lily tilly tanya Tanya, um she was rebellious at the end they wouldn't have found five if she hadn't gone off no let's it's them they're calling them and they said come back and she ran off so they had to go find her and they wouldn't have been reunited without the rebelliousness at least at that time they could have found them later of course but (laughs) You know it breeds I, rebellion breeds and and I thought for sure I could watching this I go oh I can hear Francisco now <laughs> the whole movie is about this rebellious brat well I'm not going to give you the satisfaction <laughs> I'll leave it to Chris <laughs> <laughs> yes I'm carrying that torch <laughs> okay that no that's fair though and I I didn't his sort of mannerisms mannerisms didn't really strike me as off putting but I I could see how they might be um. Paul, were there any characters that were off-putting to you? I'm curious. Um, not so much at the moment. Not characters themselves. Although I did think the opening credits were slow. Yeah. You know. Common 80s. Gonna, yeah. yeah. But what I did like is the titles, how they uh, 
kind of blew away like snow on that uh, was a cool a, effect you, yeah. yeah and you, is, i felt like something about don bluth movies this is a sorry a love and sort of going to what you were saying before paul but i think the the special effects animators of don yes. bluth movies are so fantastic like how they yeah. do water how they do fire smoke all that it's just beautiful um anyway uh, but something, let's see, something else I didn't like were, uh, I really didn't like No Cats in America. I thought it was just so jarring. What? How, there between were no cats the, in America. The verse going, yes. that's catchy. That chorus is very catchy. But then going yeah. to these different verses, just like, No Cats it's, in America. It's, oh, it's yin and the yang, and the transition no, is no. the... But and that's yeah. annoying. That's so goes, annoying. That's but oh, I mean, no. like, oh, so it. powerful. No, it yeah. is not. It is not powerful. It is annoying. It is annoying. I'm getting it all sides. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Oh, I was. At, this is actually back to Paul's a little bit. But we were watching. I was watching it with my kids in the opening credits. They're like, "Is this Frozen?" Because it's all these like, My son is like, somebody, it's, it's about snow, obviously, right? That's what this yeah. movie's about. All, all I, the focus on the snowflakes. I put in That's the funny. opening credit sequence, and what's with the giant snowflakes? This yeah. is not about that. And then as it settled in, I was like, okay, I'll cross off snowflakes. And I'm like, I guess it, they, they settled into the snowy covered house, mouse nice. house. Snowy covered mouse house. <laughs> trademark that all right uh let's see let's let's go back to chris what was something else you don't like um kind of a it and i didn't hate this but like i remember as a kid watching this i remember like there was it was super depressing kind of like you said this was one of your good points but it was like as a kid yeah. watching it like he's just wandering around super sad he gets sucked into the phonograph mm. he gets hassled by you know child labor slave traders basically much, yeah. he uh you know all just all kinds of like stuff and i remember as a kid feeling like super like feeling the depression of of all this hopelessness mm -hmm. more <clears throat> than i'm gonna jump off of what chris said it, that is parts of it are sad but what i found even more annoying was the a more annoying well, that's redundant. Uh, the part where they, you know, cross paths while looking for each other. And I blame Spielberg on that one. You know, having them always cross paths but never finding each other. They're just toying with us purposely. Yeah, and that that bothered me as well. I, but I didn't realize that was a Spielberg thing. Where else does that happen in his films? No, he's the executive producer. I could blame Don Booth, but, you know. He doesn't get an, enough credit where he deserves. So I'm going to let Steven Spielberg take the fall for that one. I kind of liked that because, uh, I don't know, it was just kind of a fun, like, oh, my gosh, they're so close. If they would just, like, turn around or something. or if that Look dumb up. Hat, Look up. Yeah. <laughs> that you knock that lady's hat off. You'd see him at the rally, that kind of thing. Um, I mean, the wowie. It, I don't know. I'd. I like. I kind of liked that. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, I, I'm with Paul. It annoyed me, but <clears throat> to each their own, I suppose. Uh, let's see. I have a couple more. How are you guys? Do you have a few more, or just your tragic makers? I got some more. I have just my tragic. Okay, then me and Chris will go for a little bit. 
Um, so for me, while the ma- while the mouse of Minsk is a good secret weapon, I mean, it's very effective, and the again the effects are great, but the design is just terrifying. That is the scariest thing. It's supposed to be because it's supposed to scare the cats. How does it not scare the children watching this movie? That's what I'm more concerned about. The children. Oh, they're scarred. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, there are certainly scarier things in this world. But yeah, I was just, exactly. I was surprised at how scary it was. I, I yeah, that's just me. Did yeah. either of you think it was overly scary, or is just is no. perfect? It was fine. I, I mean, honestly, kind of the movie overall is kind of dark. You know, That's a good, as are a lot of Don Bluth Don movies. Bluth, yeah, seems, Don Bluth. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's no scarier than his Anastasia, you know, eyeballs falling out of their sockets, rotting flesh kind of thing. There you uh, go. Or, you know, or sharp the, tooth or something like that. Animals getting experimented <clears throat> on in the secret of Nim and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, it's kind of par for the course, I think, for Don Bluth. I didn't think it was crazy. Fair scary, point. Yeah. Fair point. I guess I'm thinking of it, this movie in isolation or in the yeah. group of like Disney animated <laughs> movies or things like that. But yeah, I, or I, Rockadoodle or Rockadoodle. Yes. Oh <laughs> Prediction tragic. Uh, okay. Uh, Chris, what is something else you don't like about um, an American tale? Um, uh, warranty rat. Yeah. What about he was, a, he was a tiny cat. Like, what, is he supposed to be a kitten or something? I don't understand how he passed for a rat because a rat and a cat are right. vastly different sizes. He, he was a chihuahua. Oh wait, that's no. Oh, <laughs> he's a runt cat. Yeah, I suppose that's possible. Like, uh, what's his name? Not Babe. Um, ah, Got that's you. some pig. Oh, Babe the pig. No, in, in oh, Charlotte's oh, Web? Yeah, Charlotte's Web. Wilbur. Wilbur, thank you. Yeah. Oh, I guess. But like I the size know. of a rat, that's pretty stinking tiny. Yeah, I I thought I thought the whole uh again, Pavel goes west, I thought that whole setup that it was just a friendly cat that's just luring the mice in, I thought that made way more sense than this this cat that's posing as a rat. I mean why not yeah. pose as something? Why not pose as like a dog or something that's cat size but not menacing to ma- to mice? Yeah. yeah. What it reminded me of was another movie that animated movie that came out that same year as The Great Mouse Detective. How yes, it was the villain was disguised to be one thing when it's trying to be another. You know, that case it was a mouse, a rat trying to be a mouse, and here you have a. A cat trying to be a rat. Yeah, but that <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. And you can hear more of our thoughts on that at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 30. Uh, but Best mouse movie ever. <laughs> wow. Over Five will Goes West. Oh, yes. That's in, wow. Yes. All right. That's my <clears throat> review. Glad you weren't on that episode. You'd be disheartened. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, take that, Willard. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a rat movie. Sorry. Oh, wow. Um... Let's see. Uh, I guess let's go back to Chris. What is something else you don't like? Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Fievel and Tiger's duet. Yeah. First of all, it's... It's true. They're both terrible singers. (laughs) 
Ooh, me too, me too. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. And it seemed like a little too soon. It's like, dude, I just met you. You're being, you're being super clingy. Like it's yeah. kind of creepy, though. I, I mean, I gotta say, maybe at this point you don't know Tiger's going to be an eventual good guy. You, he may be luring Fivel into yeah. to eat him or something. Or maybe he's drunk and is like, "Hey, we have things in common. We're we're good." <laughs> All I all I know is if, if like a, a human adult came on to a human child that strong, it'd be pretty. <laughs> oh gosh! So, <laughs> fair point. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so the last three movies, we've actually had older men befriending younger boys, and now Chris just goes and sullies it for us. Thanks a lot. Sorry, Chris. Right. No, we've we've we mentioned that in in a non pedophile way, so yeah. that's good. So I guess that in terms of the movie that continues, it's it's pro non pedophile. <clears throat> what do you call that? I don't know. I think you just call it pro non pedophile. <laughs> yeah. All right, there yeah. we go. Or anti pedophile, maybe. Or yeah. uh, no, it wouldn't be anti pedophile. I, I call it PNP, pro non pedophile. <laughs> anyway. Um, before we get to our tragic makers, I ha- like to do some called the retro retro re re rewind oh, rewind. No, where Francisco tells you how the movie should have been, or in this case, shouldn't have been, uh, so that the movie makers can listen up. It's also called Fran- Francisco's fabulous fan fiction. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. <laughs> All right, guys, try to stick with me. Suffer through this with us, okay? <laughs> Part of me wonders if the mice are actually the real villains in this movie. <laughs> okay. Not the cats, Let's, the mice. Now this sounds interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're just saying that because you watched the uh, the Karate Kid video that's making the rounds. I actually where, like, didn't watch oh. that. I wanted to, but oh. I didn't. Um, that's where Johnny is like the good guy. And, and yeah. Yeah. I saw like the first five seconds of it, but I didn't see it all. Anyway. No, no. Stick with me. The the mice are the ones spreading disease to all the humans uh, who are trying to take That's care right. of them with the cats. So, for example, Fievel is living in a water tower. Water towers are where Legionnaire's disease are, so he's probably spreading Legionnaire's Wait, disease everywhere. It's in a water tower? I didn't see the Animaniacs in the, in, anywhere. No, Fievel, I said. Not Yakko. Yeah, sorry. This, well, this is the East see... Coast water tower, not the West yes. Coast. The Animaniacs oh, are on the West Coast. Gosh, I didn't see a water tower. Yeah, it's one of the places he sleeps, and he. With the, this um, is right for yeah, somewhere when, out there. When he's singing, yeah, somewhere out there, he sings it from. Oh, the that's water a water tower. tower? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. Uh, so there's yeah. that, and then he they caught the mice are causing huge pure fires. That's probably taking out a whole lot of commerce. So really, the cats are the true heroes, at least from the human perspective, and the, yeah. Mi- yeah. the mice are They're the villains. They're setting out traps. Yeah. yeah. So, I think that's I think this. Point. This movie needs to be rebooted from the cast perspective, and we can see them as the true heroes. Yeah. As they lose, it's a tragedy. It, that, that could be, yeah. I'd be fine with that. Uh, so that's my... Yeah, that sounds like fight. a better movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you try selling that to Spielberg and Blue? Let's see how that goes yeah. over. All right, guys. Well, it probably won't go over well, much like these things really didn't go over well for us watching this movie. It's called Our Tragic Makers. Let's start with... I'll, I'll start because I like hearing myself talk, apparently. Um, Overall, 
I felt like this was a slow movie. And For I'm not, only 80 <clears throat> minutes. I know. Really I, slow. I know. I, and I realize it's only 80 minutes, but even so, I felt like I'm not sure if it was so much the pacing or thinking about it. I think if they had cut like, I don't know, five seconds off each, <laughs> off each off scene, it would have been a lot crisper. I felt like they, they did extra animation, like, like, uh, Tiger and Fievel dancing more and seeing more of Tiger's acrobatics, I guess, or stuff on the ship. It just seemed like they w- shots went on a bit too long, and that overall dragged the movie out for me. Francisco doesn't like frivolity in cartoons. <laughs> I'm not saying that. It just, it, I felt like it made the movie too slow. That's all. I'll leave it at that. That was my tragic maker. Let's go to Chris for the, yeah. his tragic maker. Uh, I mean, I could see it. it definitely had some kind of slow parts, but it also had a pretty good amount of action and stuff. So I thought it was balanced. Um, my tragic maker is there's a couple things um, that just, I don't know, for whatever reason, they bothered me. And it was just kind of like the timing. Like, yeah. The yeah, overall like what No, kind of like what you were saying earlier, though, about just like, unbelievability um and that was the weird like okay when they're in the storm on the boat yeah oh and, yeah and then the that cr- huge the like water guys. neptune poseidon thing. yeah 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 poseidon just like comes up out of nowhere and i'm just like i don't know what to do with that am i supposed to like actually take that literally or is that like like a metaphor for the storm and it's just a little weird to like characterize that that wave that way and then also at the end isn't that with, in lord of the rings though yeah yeah that's which, not lord of the rings is it, not it's the same 1885 universe. america paul no but it's the same guy that shows up in both movies yeah definitely no uh, and, and not continue chris sorry and the winking, the Statue of Liberty giving them a wink at the end what's oh, that yes. all no no we're watching ghostbusters 2 don't you know oh yeah, yeah no yeah. that that bothered me. I'm like, what? What's with the wink? You're an yeah. inanimate object. I, I, I'll <laughs> gladly accept cats and mice talking, and but don't move my statue society. of liberty. But don't, don't you touch that statue. <laughs> you can build it, but don't don't make it come to life. That's creepy. Yeah. Actually, that's also my tragic make. Really? Like, yeah. Really yeah. Because nice. yeah, it, it pulls you out. Yeah. So much. I mean. It's like a gradual pulling out of like, okay, tigers flying, and then now uh, statues are coming to life, and it's like. Yeah. Although I did like the ending where the mice turn around and wave goodbye, and it's like, oh, that's weird. They're saying goodbye to the people watching. Oh no, it's the Statue of Liberty. Okay, that's fine. It was cute, but they could have done that without the wink. They didn't need yes. the wink for them to be like saying goodbye to the statue. And they, yeah, they see that. And it actually made me think they were on drugs. Oh gosh. <laughs> because that yeah, could be. Because then they started laughing. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the, the statue winked at me? <laughs> exactly. Dude, the statue winked at me too. Wow. Well, they, they were in that sort of magician shop with all those chemicals. You don't know. Maybe yeah. there's uh, some, some fumes there. Yeah. I do want to say though, and I guess you may be able to carry this over to the Statue of Liberty. I, I totally agree with you. These things were unrealistic. But in terms of the the wave monsters, 
I don't, the way I sort of viewed it was that this was Fievel's imagination. This was how he was sort of interpreting the waves, these huge waves, yeah. as monsters because they are so chaotic. As opposed yeah. to them being literal. But I don't know. Did you have any yeah, thoughts I, on that? Paul? I didn't take them as literal. I just thought of it was kind of like a wink. Wait, you didn't take something audience. literal? Yeah. I don't always. Whoa. That's I literally don't always take things literal. <laughs> I like my cartoons firmly grounded in reality. None of that nonsense in, in cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Singing okay. dancing animals. Anthropomorphic animals. Yeah. No, but see, that's the thing. Like, you, when you do the, the whole suspension of disbelief thing, you gotta take it to a certain level, mm -hmm. and then you stick to that level. Yeah. And then you gotta be consistent throughout the movie with, this is where we're, we're drawing the line, and this is how far we're taking the suspension of disbelief. Mm -hmm. And then you just, like, throw random stuff that's not consistent with the rest of the movie. It just, it throws, it takes you out, I think. Yeah. I'm, so you said you, you watched this with your kids, right, Chris? Yeah. Did did they comment on that at all as being weird? Those types of things? No. Okay. So I guess you could say that that's a sort of kid elements. Would did they enjoy those aspects at all? Um like well, did they, they laugh comment on it? There's there's they, no you wouldn't know. Okay. No commentary. So, I remember as a kid watching it and thinking that's weird. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Then I think we'll leave it at that. Uh, so those are our tragic makers, and uh, we've given you our classic makers as well. I'd say, all told, we've entered our firing information into the targeting computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. That's right. Do we rate an American tale a classic? We'd recommend anyone go see this movie, whether they've seen it before or not. A nostalgic, we don't recommend you only see this again if you've seen it as a kid or in your youth. Or a tragic, we recommend no one go see this movie again or rewatch it. Let's start with our guest host for his reign. Let's go ahead, Chris. Uh, definitely a classic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, any qualifiers or just leave it at that? I yeah, qualify him as a classic as well. Yeah, it has the <laughs> whole package. I liked it, yeah. But guys, it, they're so they're unbelievable Dang. moments. Doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. Those were just brief moments. Overall, it's a it's got the whole package. It's got a great great soundtrack, great music, great characters, great mostly, character mostly. voices. Kids like it, and adults yeah. too. too. <clears throat> you know and what? It guys? has depth. You know what, guys? This, I mean, I'm. I'm so hairline back between nostalgic and classic. Well, you on have this. a hairline. Barely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Is, would I'm, you say that hairline is receding towards nostalgic <laughs> or growing toward classic? <laughs> it's definitely not growing. Um, oh. wait, what are we talking about? Uh, get some mm. hair plugs and join us in classic. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's going, it's getting worse. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, obviously I'd go with Bosley Medical, where they reimplant the hair into the top. Um, Sounds a bit hairy to me. Uh, okay, here's, you know, I think I'm going to have to say 
nostalgic just because I I don't doesn't want to join the this, mutiny. That's why this it's is it wasn't. Back. I don't think it's worth watching this movie again. It doesn't <gasps> offer <gasps> enough. I think there are so many other like family slash kids slash AMA movies that are better that I'd much rather watch and that I would enjoy way more than this. This had this certainly had lots of feels, but that was I feel like that's the only thing it really had really going for it. There wasn't sort of this, this holistic here? I don't think I would. Oh they can't watch the <clears throat> sequel then. Why not? Why can't they watch Because you the have to watch the Why? Why do you have to Why? watch it's it? It's an origin story. I don't think... Hey, tons of people went out and saw Lord of the Rings without ever having read The Hobbit, I'm sure, and enjoyed it just fine. Yeah, but that's different. Well, now, no, this... No, that's more like... It's more like seeing Return of the King without seeing Fellowship and Two Towers. But no, Five of Goes West is just the same characters in a different adventure. It's not. It's no, not, you're right. You can see <clears throat> you can see Five of Goes West. Oh, thank you, thank you for listening to reason. I'm listening <laughs> to reason. Um, okay, I okay, I have a, I do have a huge complaint though. Oh, okay, hit me. Because they made a <sighs> third uh, movie. Yeah. The Manhattan uh, Project. Yeah, the, yeah, the Manhattan Project. That's <laughs> no, the treasure, the lost treasure of Manhattan or so, Island or something like something that. Is this the real thing? It's really called that. It's something, something like called that. that. Yeah, lost treasure of Manhattan. And oh, but okay. it's not about the no, atomic guys. Weapons. Okay, you love you love Five Goes West, right? Yes, I, this, at least I remember it. This destroys Five Goes West in the really? first five minutes. Oh, and nice. here's here is how. Okay. Spoiler. It starts off <clears throat> with Fievel saying, I had the craziest dream that we oh, went out west. No. Oh. <laughs> How stupid that's is that? That's horrible. That made me so mad. My kids it's... were watching. I'm like, that's it, guys. We can't watch this trash. Good for that's you. Blasphemy. Good for you. That's, that's, being a, that's being a man, being a father yeah. right there. By the way, Jeez. spoiler. <clears throat> I said spoiler already. Um, so that was that was that made me so mad. Yeah. Oh man. Ugh. I don't think that changes my rating though. <laughs> yeah. All right, wait, it's what? a dream. So what's wrong with that? That it, essentially when it you makes said the something entire Bible goes west <clears throat> meaningless because exactly. it was just a dream. Yes, exactly. Well, That's, if you ask Francisco, this movie's also meaningless. This movie's not meaningless. <laughs> I just don't think it's worth watching so much. <laughs> See. Again, I, I don't think it's worth watching for the first time. If you enjoyed it as a kid, I think it's worth watching again because you of like can't watch it as a kid if you're Francisco's kid. But oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, I thought I think there's lots of good qualities. I'm just gonna underrate it in nostalgic. But I'm glad. I am. I am secretly glad, not so secretly, that you both rated it classic. So according to the Retro Rewind podcast, an American Tale is a disputed classic movie. We'd recommend you go see this and probably share it with your kids and not listen to Francisco. <laughs> so with, wow. with, 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 And don't listen to either of them about Great Mouse Detective, apparently. I just got to throw that out there. Wait, best wait, wait. Ever. Best movie ever? No, best mouse movie, though. Mouse movie, huh? Maybe. I'm looking know. it up. Hold on. I'm trying to think of other mouse movies. <laughs> All I could think uh, of Rescuers is- Down Under and Rescuers. 
And Three Musketeers with Mickey, Goofy, and Donald. That I don't know if that counts count. as a mouse movie, no. though. Mm. <clears throat> oh, so you, so Chris, you can be oh. wrong. You can be upset. <laughs> with, you can be upset with all of us about Great Mouse Detective. Actually, why? What do we rate? Me, it? Paul and Chrissy. Second class, which was our previous tragic. Uh, well, it could have been nostalgic, I suppose. Anyway. We're a little too long in the tooth on this segment, so let's go on to our new tube segments. Long tube. New tube systems engaged. I think you were thinking of a sharp tooth there, Paul. Yeah, but you said long in the tooth, so it's like I went with the flow. Sorry. Anyway. Try not to go with the flow next time. Chris, is there any like new movie or TV series or book or anything that's new on your tube that you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Yeah, um, so I just, uh, Hulu has this new, uh, subscription plan where you can actually pay, uh, and it's commercial free now. Oh, which nice. They didn't have before. So I've been taking advantage of that, watching a couple shows there. Um, I got a few to choose from, but I'm going to go with the, the most recent, and that's Quick Draw. Okay. Quick Draw and McGraw. It's a Hulu original, and it's, what it, it's this west? It, it's a western. Uh-huh. Yeah, cool. that's Hanna Barbera. It's a with western. The horse dressed nope. up. Oh. Nope. Nope. It's not. Nope. It's a western. <laughs> it's a western with quick draw. It, it's called Quick Draw, and it's a comedy, and it's yeah. it's improvised. Oh really? Oh yeah. The dialogue is, is improvised. Oh fun. And yeah, I, I I imagine they must like they probably plot out this is what the episode's gonna be about. Oh, this sure. is kind of the general storyline. But all the dialogue, <laughs> they're just making up the conversation as they go along and it's really entertaining. That's and so I'm I'm enjoying it and um uh, so that's that's my uh new tube recommendation. On Hulu, huh? Very cool. Yep. Is isn't isn't improv like improv in the episode, isn't that something arrested development did? Actually, no, uh, Arrested Development was highly scripted. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to think of something else, though. But that's, Office, that's really cool. I think Office <clears throat> had, had a lot of improv when it came to, like, uh, you know, they would do a lot of improv when they're doing the, you know, uh, interview interview shots. Oh, uh, okay. They would, like, I know Steve Carell would throw a lot of different things out there and mm. see what sticks. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that was Quick Draw. Okay. Paul, what is new on your tube? That sounds very interesting. Uh, it's not so new for me. Actually, it's a podcast I've been listening to for a while. And if you enjoy the retro reviews, this is actually a podcast that um, they do a lot of interviews with uh, cartoon voice actors and people who worked on the cartoons of the 80s and the 90s. It's called the Saturday Morning Rewind. Oh, nice. have, you, okay. have either of you <clears throat> heard that? No. I've. I have not listened to it. I imagine I've seen the cover art when I am doing a search in iTunes to see how far up we are <laughs> listening. So, yeah, if you enjoy um, the cartoons of the 80s and the 90s, uh, I give this a listen. Very cool. Saturday Morning Rewind? Yes. Nice. Okay. Awesome. The first episode, they, vo- they do the, they interview the voice actor who played original Lionel Lionel in Thundercats. Oh nice. Oh, nice. <clears throat> so off to a good start there. Totally, yeah. Sure is nice weather lately. Oh, really? Yeah. What's it like? Uh it's been cooling down a little bit. Really? 
Is the yeah. smell of mutiny in the air? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, so Paul. I, Do I'm going to quick draw. That sounds interesting. I'm going to yeah. try to look that up. Yeah. Quick draw. Cause... No, you want to, Paul. I know I one to what? Oh, look it up. Yeah. I can feel the hatred. <laughs> part part of the 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 fun of watching Quick Draw is just the fact that it's like you know they're just having a blast to making this show. I'm like, I want to make a show like that because you know they're having so much fun just making stuff up as they go along. Oh, yeah, I, I wish I could be on a show where I was having fun, or people <laughs> paid attention to you. <laughs> Well, hey, out of curiosity, Francisco, what um, oh. what's the weather like there? <laughs> <laughs> well played. Uh, it's it's pretty nice today. It was rainy earlier this week, but it's pretty nice today. Um, and since Paul won't give, I guess I'll give. I'll flinch first. Please, everyone, if you want Paul to ask me what's new on my tube, please. Tweet him at Paul J. Powers and say, Paul, stop it with your shtick. Hey, Francisco. Keep up the good work, Paul. <laughs> hey, Francisco, what's new on your tube? Oh, well, thank you, Chris. That is nice of you. Um, What's new on my tube is Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Have either of you guys ever seen that? Yes. I okay. haven't. It looks interesting, though. So it, it looks did to me too interesting. until I saw it. I think what they're going for is, I think it's a throwback to the spy movies of the 70s, which I imagine were pretty slow and didn't have sort of the pacing that movies nowadays have. And so it's a really slow movie and hard to understand. They do a lot of flashbacks, but you don't know they're flashbacks. Like there's no like, change in a hue or any sort of tell to know that's a flashback until they sort of jump forward and you're zoomed on the same character just where they were before and you sort of assume it as a flashback. So there's a lot of confusion. It took a while for it to really get interesting. And then by the end, the payoff isn't all that great. So, it, I mean, if you're really into like spy movies or movies that look like they were shot done in the 70s i'd recommend it but otherwise i'd be like eh. if you're bored and want to waste a couple hours you can look this up if you ask me yeah i mean it's it's up oh boom (laughs) dropped it right there (laughs) it's on netflix so you can check it out for free if you i guess free quote unquote if you subscribe to netflix but i i would i know you usually youtube's are recommendations i would recommend you not uh spend your time with uh Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. Yeah. I hear the book is better. <clears throat> oh, yeah, because it is based on the book, huh? That's true. But yeah. I hear it's real. But people who love the book, I heard it's really well done. The movie was really well done, which makes me think the book is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably for certain people. Probably some people love it. Yes. Uh, I did not. Anyway, that is our new tube section. Now let's go to our. Uh, Alice, will you please bring up the communications, Alice? Alice isn't here anymore. No, no, there she is. online. Oh, you're making fun of my voice. I get it. Receiving incoming transmission. Yeah, um, my 
if if you've noticed my voice deteriorating over the episode, it's because I'm getting over some sort of cold, or I'm not sure what it exactly was. So, apologize. These baby noises and Francisco's scratchy voice. So sorry, but we're almost done here. We don't have any feedback, so I I want to take a second to please. We haven't gotten an iTunes review in quite a while. We're sitting at 11. I'd love Sorry, to make it. A, I, this is where Francisco's <laughs> begging for some reason. It sounds a little <laughs> pathetic. I, I don't know. I'd love to make an easy, even dozen. You know, that's how many disciples Jesus had. Let's let's get get up to 12 reviews. 13 if you count the person I, I'm aimed after. And Bartholomew. And Bartholomew. <laughs> But that's just remember, just, one of those disciples was a traitor. So are are you asking yeah. for a traitorous review? Huh? Huh? Uh, Is that what you want? Uh, uh? Full, well, full transparency. One of the reviews is mine, so it could actually. Oh, so now we need two now we more, need because Jesus can't vote for himself. <laughs> Come on. Exactly. Not that I'm Jesus by any stretch of the imagination. Anyway, uh, so please just go to retrorewindpodcast.com/slash/itunes, and now kick you right to your iTunes podcast app, I'm sorry, iTunes or the podcast app on your iPhone slash iPad, <clears throat> and there you can uh, review us there, or on Stitcher. I mean, I would love to get a review on Stitcher as well. Uh, but let's see, if you want to leave us feedback in general on this episode or any other, the best place to do that is on our comment section in the show notes for this episode, which again is retrorewindpodcast.com slash 72. Uh, and let's see. I also want to mention that you can find us on the Retro Junkies Network by going to retro, theretrojunkies.com. And uh, now before we head back to Navpoint Omega, I want to say a very special thank you again to Chris for joining us. Thanks for coming back on the show, Chris. Hey, thank you. And where can other people find you? Do you have anything to promote? Oh, yeah, you can listen to my podcast at popmockers.com. And if they want another way to interact with that show, what could they do? Well, that didn't sound fake or something. <laughs> <laughs> Bite they could. They could play Pop Mockers Bingo. You can play Pop Mockers Bingo, which uh, my good friend, uh, I don't know if you know him, but uh, Francisco Ruiz created this awesome bingo sheet um, i hear he, you guys call them other last names <laughs> ruiz. we do ruiz they, they ruiz. say it pretty good now oh they do they now yeah, yeah. First, that first okay. time we is... give them a shout out every every episode yeah. so did you say a shout out a shout out yeah all right yeah this francisco sounds like a stand-up guy probably knows what he's talking about when he rates movies he can yeah. make a bingo card because those oh. are the same <laughs> That's totally yeah, exactly. No, but I, I appreciate you you plug the show like each time you mention it, and that's we super appreciate that, Chris. So thank you so much. Yeah, and no thank you for being a guest on the show. And uh I guess colluding with Paul and his mutiny, <laughs> but uh that's fine. <laughs> there has not been a mutiny. We have not taken over the ship. We're just giving the captain a hard time. All right, fine. <laughs> uh let's see. And if there was a mutiny, you'd know it. <laughs> Who posted that to, pod, to the podcast? I never don't remember that. Um, uh, so, again, thank you so much, Chris. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with Paul, you can find all his social media information at pauljpowers.com. You can get a hold of me on Twitter. 
I'm at FXRUIZX. I also want to recommend uh, people. We The reason we're doing an American Tale is because you, the listeners, voted on it. So how how do you vote on the movies we cover? Well, I'm glad you asked. Go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash cast your vote. That's all one word. Uh, and there you can rate. You can just thumbs up or thumbs down the movies you want us to cover and the ones you don't want us to cover. So right now, the top two for the next round of five movies we're going to cover is Uncle Buck and The Jerk. So that's oh, wow. an interesting uh, couple of movies. <clears throat> let's, let's do top three. Okay, and then the one after that is Armageddon. Ooh, all right. So if you like those movies and want to keep them at the top, go thumbs those up. Or yeah. If you want to see them go down and Terminator go back up, then thumbs up Terminator. <clears throat> or if you like, you know, animal crackers dancing on belly buttons, you can up, up vote. That's an arm again. Oh, I've seen that movie like once. I thought that was a Shirley Temple movie. Hmm. Good point. <laughs> anyway. Except they're in your soup, unless you have your soup in your belly button, but that's okay. Anyway, yeah, so go vote and interact with the show in that way. Uh, where was I? Next time, oh. we'll be rewinding back to the year 1993. <laughs> Next time, we will be going back to the year 1993 for the movie. Next time, we will be going back to the year 1993 for the movie. Paul, are, are you stuck in a we'll time loop? Back it, to the year I get the feeling you're like... 1993 for the movie Wait, Groundhog is this... Day. Oh, okay, yeah. But until then, we would appreciate it so much if you upvoted other Bill Murray movies. And uh, sometimes not what's about Bob or what. What, what about, a, do you have? What about Bob on the list? I, I think so. Oh, good. <clears throat> I want to watch that. I so don't want to watch that. Yeah. So upvote. What about Bob? Oh, I man, mean, what it's at fourteen. Him? That was my oh, parents' favorite movie. Yes. Let's do this. Don't make okay. that your new ET, Paul. Do not yes. make that. Up, no. Too no. late. Oh, but what about Bob? All right. Uh, as Francisco Wind, I mean, mentioned, please review <laughs> us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. It helps the show, apparently. Or I didn't mind. I beg. Come on. All right. Um, he bribed, <clears throat> especially people who uh, who are not patrons yet, sir, who support the show. If you are interested in supporting the show, please visit us at our Patreon page. You can go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash Patreon to find out. Awesome, Paul. Thank you so much. And thank you for being an awesome friend and co-host. I know I say that every time, but I really do mean it. Well, I'm glad you still think highly of me after all that. I didn't say I think highly of you. I just said you're well, that, awesome. was, that <laughs> sounded like pretty high compliments <laughs> and praise. So I'm going to take it that way. You better recognize. Recognize, yes. My thoughts high. I guarantee. Wow, that, we're spiraling that, down here. Yeah, that went from South Park to Leatherhead. It did indeed. <laughs> um, so thank you so much, Paul. And whether this is your first time listening, again, sorry for my voice. <laughs> That's fine. <clears throat> um, whether this are is you your first time listening or subscribe or and listen to each episode. Subscribe and listen to each episode. Whether you're whether commuting, you're commuting or, or you're sitting doing on the chores. toilet. We hope you're enjoying this podcast. Uh, and, but and like unfortunately, a Pokemon, like a Pokemon, we'll catch we got you all later, later on the, on the next, next episode of the Retro, Retro Rewind, Rewind Podcast. podcast.
Not that anyone under- understood what we were saying there. Mission complete. Proceed to map point Omega and return to base. Not the best ending. Um, what do you think, Chris? Sure. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I wow. agree. This turned into a democracy. <laughs> I think someone doesn't want to be <laughs> taken over. <laughs> no, I want to be the captain. I, I like. I also it makes you smile a bit when you say I, I captain. <laughs> 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 then I immediately think, I think you look like Captain Crunch. <clears throat> From Veggie Tales. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Should so, we call you Supreme Dictator? No. Would that stroke your ego enough? <laughs> oh my. 